Because Siri would say her name is Barbara Streisand instead of Sand. It would say Barbara Streisand. Barbara with Streisand a, yeah, as with, opposed to Streisand. Right. It's Streisand like sand on the beach. Now, how simple can you get? Sand on the beach. Streisand. So anyway, you know, I decided, how do I change this? Yeah, so she, she had to fix this. <laughs> right, or you don't. You just be like, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. We talked about it at the top of the hour news. A really cool night at Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport this weekend. Finally got to one of these honor flight welcome home parades, Eric. Two flights went to D.C. Saturday with the Stars and Stripes honor flight. Uh, WTMJ's John Mercure, member of the board of directors for that fantastic organization. He was on one of those flights. He was a bus captain. I hear you want to be on Mercure's bus. Oh, he's great. (laughs) I've seen him in action. He's a great bus captain. So a friend of ours was a guardian as well, went with his neighbor who's a vet, and then uh, my daughter's cheer team at Greendale. They were invited to be part of it as well. I think they do that once a year. They must spread it around a little bit. The band that was playing was Oak Creek. Okay. They had a little pep band going, and... And the cheerleaders kind of go right behind the color guard and lead, lead things through. It is an amazing moment, right? Like, you almost aren't even walking by the time that's done. Like, it's just everyone's just flying high. It goes for a long time. I mean, I guess they filled up like a 737. So, you had a lot of... And, and again, there were two flights. So, the first one comes through. And there's a little bit of anticipation because they're typically a little bit behind schedule. Right. So, then you're wondering, okay, with their wheels down, they're here. Then there's this lag and you're waiting and waiting. But and then the, the couple that comes from Albuquerque are like, what is what? happening? Come on, huh? <laughs> nice to see you all. Right. My f- couple of favorite parts, though, was just seeing particularly some of the older vets. You know, some guys were still pretty emotional, but some of the guys were like eating it up. Oh, absolutely. Shaking right? hands, slapping five, kind of like, yep, that's right. That's Loving right. It. Come on. Bring, yeah. I will take every bit of this. <laughs> so fun to watch. Right? And then the young people, like, like the connection between the kids Younger and there, there were grade schoolers there and high schoolers and connection between them and the vets and hoping it was more than a handshake. You know, I talked with Mercure a little bit after and you know he says you know this is great, this is the party and this is really important part of the process. But in D.C., it's a different story. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, guys finding friends of theirs, taking the rubbings on the wall, all of that stuff. So you you go through the full gamut of emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Um, just that was the part of the conversation I shared also with my young one after. I'm like, this is cool that you saw that, and that's really important, but here's what goes on the whole day yeah. and, and what these guys went through. So really special night. If you haven't done it, you can usually find out when they are, and you don't have to be affiliated with it in any way. You can just go show up, show up early, bring a chair. <laughs> it's cool. You want to feel good about humanity, yeah, go so to that event. Veterans Day coming up on Saturday. 613 Sports Next with Brandon. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After going 42 days without a win, quarterback Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers finally snapped their four-game losing skid on Sunday afternoon. Love. Oh, two fakes, and he finds Musgrave for what might be the knockout punch on the first touchdown of the rookie's career. The call there on Fox Sports as Love found rookie tight end Luke Musgrave for his first career touchdown as the Packers 
rolled to the 20-3 win at Lambeau Field. Are we feeling better? I just found it an enjoyable game. Even the mistakes yeah. we made, it was like there was back and forth. It was entertaining. It was. There was yeah, a lot clean up the on. laundry a little bit, maybe. Just clean up some of those penalties. <laughs> well, quote-unquote penalties. <laughs> Love finishing the day, going 20 of 26 for 228 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, and an impressive 115 passer rating. I think it's exactly what we needed um, in this situation, you know. Like I said, been a couple of tough weeks. Um, weren't able to finish the games off. And, you know, just to come out here and um, I think just put it together in all three phases. You know, offense played good, defense balled out, special teams were able to make some plays. And, um, you know, it's not perfect. Um, it's never going to be perfect. But I think just the position we were able to put ourselves in um, and to come out with a win, it, it definitely um, is going to help us. And we just got to keep stacking it going forward. You heard QB1 there talk about it. the defense. It's a unit that usually finds himself getting the heat after most games. They had themselves a pretty great day keeping the Rams out of the end zone and found themselves getting some high praise from head coach Matt LaFleur. I was really proud of our defense today because they were put in some really tough situations and you know we survived some of those bad spots obviously to open up the second half with, with the fumble on the first play. Um, it's definitely not what we talked about at halftime. Uh, but our guys stepped up and, and kept them out of the end zone and forced a punt. With the win, Green Bay improving to 3-5 and five on their season. They will travel out to Pittsburgh next Sunday for Week 10. Over to the NBA, where Bucks basketball will be back in action following their Friday night win just a few nights ago. Milwaukee will be in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. The Bucks defense looking a bit different last game, and according to head coach Adrian Griffin, Listening to his players was an easy change to make. Players are in the trenches and they see things sometimes. We watch it sometimes on film, but they live it, you know. So that helps me. Like my, my playing experience helps me kind of relate to and understand where they're coming from. And, you know, the players are not always correct with their assessment, but I think it is wise to at least listen to them. And then if it makes sense, you know, we, we incorporate it, but we're all pulling for the same thing and that's to win. Bucks next coverage will begin right here on WTMJ beginning at 6. And lastly, UWM Hoops, they are back. The Panthers wow. are set to take on. There it is. I was waiting wow. for it. <laughs> that is not a play. That is Vince with the sound effect there. The Panthers are <laughs> set Panther to take, right there. take on UW Stout wow. tonight from the Klotchy Center. Coverage will begin over on 1017 The Truth beginning at 6.30. Hey, so we we might get a, a Craig Council decision here coming up this week, right? Hopefully. Deciding Reportedly deciding between a few teams. Does that worry you? I see. I don't know. I'm kind of confident now again. I don't know why. I feel like he's just kind of making sure that the Brewers pay him more money. The long, the long. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this: the longer this goes on, the more I get worried. Interesting. Because if it was just a match, this money, what's the what's the weight? Well, it's a lot of papers. You got to drop. Got to drop the papers. So, can I play a real quick bite? <laughs> real quick bite when Council's on and Vince asked him about like, hey, what what are you, what are you thinking about when you go into the offseason? Would you share, Craig, what will factor into that decision? Granted, it's going to happen at the end of the season, but you know what what are you thinking yeah. about? Yeah. I would love to share that at the end of the season with you. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, it's the end There's of the, the season. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Coming up, the faces are real. The bodies are not the naked bodies. Was a crime committed? That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Glad you're starting your week with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Fake images, real victims. When we covered the story this past week, students at Nicolet High School facing child pornography charges for posting a video of some fellow students engaged in sexual activity to social media. That video was real. 
But there's a case in a New York City suburb that is confusing authorities really about what to do because the naked pictures circulating around Westfield High School are fake. ABC's Jim Ryan is on this story for us this morning. He's live on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. So, Jim, appreciate your time. We were just talking about this uh, this past week here, but this case is different. The pics involve real students, but they're not actually naked? No, uh, they were created in somebody's phone. One of the boys at that school, this is at Westfield High School, which is in suburban New York City, but it's in New Jersey. And that's important. I'll tell you why in a minute. But, yeah, the, the images were created in a student's phone. A boy who goes to that school uh, took images uh, that he had found of some girls, then attached them or, or morphed them into pornographic images that he found elsewhere. Then he started distributing these online to or, or distributing them to other students there at the high school. Some of the girls got wind of this. They told administrators. The administrators came down on the student, and now they're trying to figure out what to do about it. Could there be legal sanctions against this student? Or those who accepted and started looking at these images? Maybe, maybe not. Because while New York State has provisions against this sort of behavior, New Jersey doesn't. And it's just outside New York City, uh, across the New Jersey line. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a confusing epidemic there at that school and elsewhere as they try to figure out what to do, how to navigate these new waters of deep fakes. Well, it's so hard, Jim, because, like, what would the punishment be? Is it child porn? Is it even a crime if the pics aren't real? Right. <laughs> and well, and this, pro- not even just this yeah, case. We're going to have to navigate this out uh, across the country, across the world. Absolutely. You know, state legislatures are looking at it. Florida has taken up some measures related to this. Congress, at some point down the road, will have to look at this once it deals with all the rest of the stuff it's working on right now. But uh, you're right. And and so for now, it's just a confusing mess. And part of it is that the technology is moving so fast. It's outpacing lawmakers' ability to keep up with it and to, to write legislation. And we first started seeing these in about 2017. And there's a, a fascinating statistic, a company called Sensity AI, which is a maker of artificial intelligence product. It says that more than 90% of deepfakes are porn. You know, you've probably seen the one of, of politicians saying strange things that they've never said, but it looks very, very real. Well, now, according to Sensity AI, more than 90% of these deepfakes are pornography. I wondered about that, too, you know, where the line is drawn, whereas, say, students' face is put on the, you know, the butt of a horse or something like that, or, you know, or where it's embarrassing or making fun of a kid, but it's not necessarily pornographic. That's mean, but it's not illegal. Right. And where the line is. Well, and there's kind of a difference here because, and some of the parents of the girls who were involved, those whose images were used in this, uh, in this way, they're terrified that once they graduate, they try to get a job. What if somebody out there in the in the employment world has seen these right. videos and thinks that they're real or these still images? And so, yeah, they're they're concerned about that. They're they're worried that their lives have been affected and maybe ruined because some kid with a phone and a cheap piece of maybe free software, in fact, uh, took images and and created this kind of pornography. ABC's Jim Ryan with us live this morning. Thanks so much, Jim. Good to talk to you always. All right. Take care. All right, so the Packers back to winning ways. We'll break down the win for you. Brandon Snyder has sports at 645. Barbara Streisand is in the news. She's got a new book coming out. New memoir, My Name is Barbara, drops tomorrow. It is indeed. (laughs) The long-awaited memoir comes out tomorrow. So she's been doing some of the media circles. She's on CBS over the weekend, talked to BBC. And it was interesting. She was on chatting with BBC, and she said she was getting frustrated with Siri. Because Siri would say her name is Barbara Streisand instead of Sand. 
it would say Barbara Streisand. Barbara with Streisand a, as yeah, opposed with, to Streisand. Right. It's Streisand like sand on the beach. Now, how simple can you get? Sand on the beach, strike sand. So anyway, you know, I decided, how do I change this? Yeah, so she she had to fix this. <laughs> right, or you don't. You just be like, oh, well. <laughs> no, and she found a way. She went right to the top. I figured I better call Apple. I mean, the head of Apple, you know, Tim Cook. And he had Siri change the pronunciation of my name to be correct. I mean, is that that's one perk of fame. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If you're Barbara Streisand, you just call Tim Cook and say, hey, can you make him say it right? And but, now it does. What is the call screening process for the CEO of Apple? <laughs> you call the office. Yeah, Barbara Streisand for uh, Tim Cook, please. Tabs on line sure, one. Sure it is. Right. <laughs> and I'm Santa Claus. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, he's in a meeting. Then all of a sudden, memory started being played. <laughs> Do, should I, shall I sing it for music. you? What, what will right. it take for you to believe yeah. me? News is sponsored by Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Retire well with Kowal. Trial finally set to begin today. Former Milwaukee police officer more than three years ago accused of killing a guy at a house party. The former Milwaukee cop, Michael Mattioli, Charged with first-degree reckless homicide in the death of 25-year-old Joel Acevedo. Accused of placing him in a chokehold. Mattioli was off-duty at the time. The party was at his house. If you remember, I mean, this is as far back as the front end of COVID. Yeah, it's a long time ago. In fact, outside of the obvious, one of the other scandals was there was a house party at a cop's house right. during the lockdown. Which, you know, according to the rules, should not have been happening. Right. But according to Mattioli, there are claims that Acevedo was stealing from him going through pockets and somehow this fight ensued late into the party criminal complaints suggest mattioli was holding him in a chokehold even when police arrived on scene Acevedo taken to the hospital died several days later so why are we here three and a half years later now first getting to trial there have been court proceedings but they've been hung up by a number of different things some of which i'll address momentarily milwaukee journal sentinel actually has a really comprehensive timeline up if you want to go back through it one part that's revealing what's mattioli's defense it quotes his statements to officers on scene and we covered this at the time um here's the line afterwards mattioli told investigators he quote didn't suffocate the guy i had my arms around his neck yes and i held him there but i didn't suffocate the guy i didn't press hard enough i'm not stupid i know what deadly force is and what's not Medical examiner's office nonetheless ruled the death a homicide. It's one of the reasons for such an extensive delay in getting to trial here. Remember the ME at the time, who would be called upon to testify, abruptly resigned and then went ghost. They literally couldn't find him. So they kept pushing the trial because of that. Right. And there were some other things in their request for speedy trial. And then the prosecution had some delays. The defense was asking for delays because of when their witnesses, their expert witnesses would be available, things such, such as that. Not sure how they're getting around the ME's thing here. Did they get somebody else from the office to testify? I believe you can do that. I mean, that was one of the... I remember the defense getting frustrated with this whole pushback because they said another ME can come in and go through the report. The report is the report. It's down. Someone could be called to to at least interpret that. Yes, correct. And for that reason, I do feel for everybody involved in this. I mean, the Acevedo family has been vocal. They want resolution here. I would suggest... With the exception of this taking way too long, obviously, to adjudicate, this is not like some of the other officer-involved deaths that were more controversial just because 
You know, on-duty cops were called at the time. Mattioli resigned. He was off the force relatively soon after the incident. He is charged with a crime. So the, the process did play out. He'll have his day in court, as will the Acevedo family. Their complaints, though, about the extended legal process, uh, well noted and justified, begins today with jury selection in Milwaukee. Brandon Snyde has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers got back in the win column on Sunday with the 20-3 win over the L.A. Rams. With the victory, the Packers improved to 3-5 and five on their season. They will head out to Pittsburgh next week. A future on the managerial job for the Brewers could get decided by this week, according to a report out of the New York Times. A decision appears within a day or two for where Craig Council could manage in 2024. Council's contract with the Brewers did expire on October 31st. And lastly, the 3-2 and two Milwaukee Bucks are back to work tonight in Brooklyn as they get set to take on the Nets. Tip-off is set for 6.30. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ starting at 6. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. Here's Brendan Snide. It wasn't pretty, and at times it wasn't easy, but regardless of all of that, a win is a win, and it's something that was much needed in title time. Look, after going 40-plus days without a victory and countless reasons why, this young Packers team showed you on Sunday that the future is pointing in the right direction. Jordan Love, Jaden Reed, Carrington Valentine, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Luke Musgrave, and the list can go on and on. All of those guys are players that have shown time after time that they are able to make plays and make them at crucial times. The major takeaway from Sunday, regardless of who the opponent was, this Packers team proved they have the right pieces in place for the future. The win on Sunday was also a great example of what happens when other players around the quarterback make plays, establishing the run. Utilizing your top weapon on offense in Aaron Jones. Receivers making contested catches. Defense making critical third and fourth down stops. Special teams out there making plays and setting up the offense for success. All phases of the game for the Packers clicked on Sunday afternoon. And if you were tuned in on a rainy day in Wisconsin, it was about damn time. Look, yes, it was only one game. Yes, they are still sitting with a poor 3-5 and five record throughout the league. But at the end of the day, this is what this season is all about. Progress, not regress. And on Sunday afternoon, you got exactly that. About nine minutes before 7 o'clock on this Monday morning, joined now by our teammate from 1017 The Truth, Telly Hughes, in this house. I want to run something by you. Eric had this story this morning about how people who are... are, are Retired aren't really retired. Mm -hmm. More Americans are pursuing careers long past the typical retirement age, a shift that comes as the oldest baby boomers hit their late 70s. So there's people 75 and older that are continuing to work for a variety of different reasons. <laughs> wait, wait, before before you speak, mm -hmm. I tell you where Telly's going to go on this. <laughs> Hell no! That's what your face uh, says you. to you right yes, now. Yes, I'm, I'm so glad you can read my mind because <laughs> I will not be an statistic. Uh, it's funny, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who is a former baseball player, and he was telling me he's now an analyst and he enjoys working. Okay. And I was like, that's odd. But uh, <laughs> but he was telling me how his retirement works. He said, if I retire at 55, if I stop working, 
I will get $10,000 a month for the rest of my life. Oof. Or I can wait until 62 and get $13,000 a month. I said, I would be trying to figure out how to stop at 54. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and then he was like, no, nah, man, I, I just, I feel like I'm going to just, I, I, I enjoy what I do. And I was like, I do too. But if I didn't have to do it, I'm good with that as well. Right. And so I, I will not be in that statistic. I, I'm telling you, and when it's time for me to retire, as soon as I can, I'm going to golf somewhere and retire. <laughs> Aren't you, you going to work like a – see, I don't know if it's always a new career or a nine-to-five or something like that. But why but does it like, have to be work? Why can't you just have a hobby? Exactly. Well, can't your hobby be like work? I mean <laughs> see, see where Vince is on this. I'm thinking like I'm mowing lawns at the golf course or find something you enjoy, but then get a little get a little walk around money and a little something. Yeah, well no, I'm cash. not opposed yeah. to that, but I just don't want somebody telling me I have to be here every day at a certain time. Now, if my second career or when I'm past my seventies, I want to do something, yeah, if I want to go voice a commercial every now and again, fine. Okay. But don't tell me I got to be here every day at 5.30. That sounds a lot like work. <laughs> <laughs> I can get with that. Eric mentioned the boss, though. Like, you don't want to r- report to somebody all the time. Right. The cool thing about when you're 70 or whatever, if you don't need it, you walk. Like, yes. you, well, you can go in there every day and be like, I'll take, I'll take only so much. Yes. And then if it becomes unpalatable, I'm out. Peace. That's right. Well, look, I don't have to take this crap. I Well, I just like the idea of having your own... If it's not because you need, if these people want to work past seventy five because it's just something that they enjoy doing, more power to them. You know, it's for me. I would want, I would hate it if I had to work because I needed the money. Like, and there's yeah. some of those. Yeah, okay. Folks there's too. a little of that. Like that's yeah. man, you're mid seventies and you got to still get that money just to pay the rent. Yikes! That's well, scary. That's it. well, when you get to that age, there's a lot of people at the casinos too. So I mean, you have to make some decisions. <laughs> there's a hobby. Well. <laughs> it's a hobby, right? Mentioned a hobby. You make money that way. What would you do? Well, okay, part time job, just a little something on the side. You know, making ten, twelve bucks an hour. Uh, you at the golf you, course? You brought up a right. great one. I, w- I would go work at the golf course, be a ranger. <laughs> if they give me a couple of free rounds, that's right. Deal, I mean, heck yeah. Boss some people around on the golf course. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to need you to pick it up a little bit. I need you to pick it up a little bit. You're, You're a whole behind. for nine. Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I've heard that ever before. <laughs> yeah, it's never <laughs> right. happened. That's never happened in a group I've been with. All right, my friend. Well, uh, you're working here for now, though, yeah? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, good. I'm good. I'm good. For the foreseeable for future. <laughs> At least one day. <laughs>